My beautiful Heavenly Father, I surrender this and all things to you. Thankful for the opportunity to be, to speak, to love, and to bring light. I'm going to wear plaid and stripes. And I'm not going to comb my hair. And if my boyfriend doesn't like it, well, he just was not meant to be my boyfriend. I was sitting here today. So this is um, December 12th, 2018. We're on our family road trip. We're about three days, maybe four days in, three days in. And I was thinking about this would be the third installment um, of, of our uh, opting out series. And I've just kind of been trying to figure out, I mean, I'm not sure what this is going to be yet. I just know I'm supposed to do it. But I had that memory surface, like a rock or maybe not a rock, but something that just, you know, has been buried underneath the surface of a very, you know, interesting pond that just kind of shows up at the surface. And um, I remember that. And I was just thinking that I have been opting out for a long time. I said that statement back in high school. And I'm trying to remember what brought it on. I think I might have been wearing some plaid and some stripes. <laughs> and I was like, I like it, and it's okay. And I don't remember why I didn't comb my hair, but I had a boyfriend at the time, and I was like, well, if he doesn't like it, then you know what? He's not meant to be my boyfriend. Well, sure enough, he liked it, and everybody thought my stripes and plaid looked amazing. But I just, it's, it's a reminder that, I, I, for me, that, you know, I have been kind of, going against the grain in, in little ways um, and opting out in, in, in many years. And it's interesting because, oh, in colors. I love, love colors. And I was so blessed to, to have a very um, deep relationship with my grandparents. They had a, a very uh, large hand in, in our upbringing. And she was so great about ironing our clothes and making sure everything matched perfectly. And I was just so blessed to, to learn those skills. Unfortunately, I don't use them. I like to mix match my colors and I do not iron. And I am so sorry <laughs> to my grandmother who tried so hard to instill this in me. But I colors, I was so glad whenever... Um, the explosion of colors and fashion and, and what you can buy came out because I will put together teal and purples and reds and yellows and it just feels so great. It's like just something so relaxing in that. Um, but all of that to say that uh, to some extent, I guess I have always done me. I have a, a I know, a, I don't know him, but have been studying um, this coach that uh, helps other coaches kind of um, grow in their coaching skills. And one of the things that they say, and other people have said this as well, and other avenues is do you be you. And I have to some extent been me over the years. I have struggled with kind of re remaining me and, and not allowing the, the weight and the things of this world to change that. But, um, it's neat. You know, when you're younger, you kind of find it easier to do you in certain circumstances and certain circumstances, but as you get older, um, the changes, children, work, um, being done with college or, or schooling or um, going into the workforce or whatever might happen can kind of change that whole freedom of expression that we may do in our youth. And we, we tend to kind of say, okay, well, 
time for that is done and now we kind of have to join the real world and and do what we're supposed to do to uh, function and be successful and uh, for a lot of people that can be very difficult if who they are is very much against what is considered the norm for being successful so um, I, I was thinking about that and then I, I got to thinking about other ways that I've opted out and again I'm not really sure what this series is going to be but hey we're just going with it and my hope and prayer is that whoever listens to this is able to get some encouragement out of this and and to to find um, some kind of golden nugget that they can grab onto or some seed that they can have planted that will grow into something beautiful for them um, as they are encouraged into their walk but um I sat with a beautiful friend of mine a week ago before I left and was sharing with her some things. And it's interesting how we can think um, the things in our past aren't interesting to other people. I mean, not that you don't think, you know, you sit and think, well, this is an interesting people, but you just don't even consider that people would necessarily want to hear about um, different stories in your life. And I was sharing something with her and, and she was like, you should totally share that. And right now I can't remember what that was. Um, I'm sure it'll come up when it's necessary, but I it did think of something that I would love to share here. Um, in a, a place where I have opted out. Um, didn't even know that that's what I was doing at the time. Um, but here we go. So I was in college. I was probably about two years in, maybe three. And I was studying languages. I love languages. Um, at the time of school I was going to, did not offer a language, multiple language specific program. So I was kind of creating my own. My advisor, when I first started my freshman year, asked me, um are we a bit ambitious? And I was like, yes. <laughs> I'm thankful that I didn't let that stop me because that totally could have. But, um, but I pretty much, because of that, I, I kind of fashioned my own degree plan in order to fit in all the languages I wanted to learn in addition to all the core and um, higher level courses that I needed to take to graduate. So um, I was taking 20-hour classes, which was rough. Um, and I'd say about two or three years in, um, I was getting ready to um, prepare for LSATs, the original plan as I was going to go into law school after I was done and then go um, into international law. So I went to the library and grabbed some LSAT books so that I could at least kind of get prepared with um, my plan. <laughs> and so I start doing the, the, the tests and everything. And then I, I don't know, it's interesting. I kind of found myself doing this bit of a daydream kind of thinking about what would my life look like as an international lawyer? Like, what would I be doing? Um, and I found myself just, my mind just kind of wandered. It's, it's an interesting thing. Just, it's like I was seeing myself successful. I saw myself being able to travel the world but there was no family and I was compromising my values to get around um, certain things. I had to, to deal with politics. And so I was like, um, is this something, is this a path that I really see myself taking? So at that moment I took those books back to the library <laughs> and then I just, I mean, it really was kind of out of the blue. I was like, I'm going to Germany. So this probably was like June, July, and um, I'm not even sure why I picked the day, but I said September 1st, I'm going to Germany. And uh, 
I actually, it's interesting. I was first going to go to France. That was my original plan. And so when I was doing research, which is interesting because research back in 2004 <laughs> is different than what research looks like now. So I'm not even sure what, what I went to and what browser I used and what search engine I used. <laughs> but somehow I was doing something. But um, I searched um, on getting the information. The original idea was France. And I found, stumbled upon some website, and there was a, a list of links to find information on how, uh, what documentation one would need to go um, to different countries. So the link to France did not work. And being me in my very much free-spirited, opting-out fashion said, okay, well, this link underneath says Germany. So if that works, I suppose that's where I'm going. Well, sure enough, it worked. So I'm like, I'm going to Germany. So I was telling some friends, and it's interesting because I had a friend who said, only you would like one day wake up and say, I'm going to Germany. Like, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> and so I said about my plans to go, and I picked Berlin because that was just the thing that came to my mind. There was no particular reason. I actually did not know anyone there. I had no actual plan of what I was going to do there. Um, didn't go through the school. I essentially just... Uh, pulled out of um, the, the the semester, or no, I finished out the, the summer, and I withdrew for the next semester, and uh, bought a plane ticket, and left out to go on the first. Didn't know anybody there. I got two nights at a hotel, and said I'd figure it out when I got there, and I found that it was probably a good idea to go to Germany, because that was the most difficult language at the time that I was learning, so I figured... What a great way to make this a, a better, um, a better language for me, and to allow me to be able to speak it better. So I get there, didn't know anybody there, and um, just kind of went along with it, and uh, ended up actually find, met some really nice people, and I found, or they helped me find, really, a flat is what they call it. Uh, on a ground level, which apparently there is not the most sought after. So it's going to be cheaper, which is great because I had my dog with me. I packed my Cocker Spaniel up, my international puppy of mystery that I call her. Um, and we went, she did so great on the plane. We went there and I have her, my two suitcases. I checked out of the hotel and I'm like, I am getting a place to stay tonight. I'm not going to stay another night. And the real estate agent person met me, and we, we went up about five or six flights of stairs, and he's like, yeah, this probably isn't going to work for you. And he takes me back to his office, which normally probably shouldn't have been comfortable because he's a strange man I didn't know, but I felt pretty comfortable, and I was really glad to see his colleague was this young woman. is awesome. And so they found me this this uh, flat on the ground level, and um, which was great because I could take my dog out, and I didn't have to go down or up several flights of stairs to do so. So wouldn't have planned that, totally worked itself out. So that was totally a, a blessing from God, for sure. And then, um, and then maybe a week later, I had a job at a local um, pub just down the street and um, was there for probably about six months. And I mean, that's a whole series in of itself, um, the adventures of that. that. That culture, I worked actually in an African bar, so it was really neat seeing all those different cultures that came and, and, and conversed and, and at this location and all the neat things that would happen, all the languages that were spoken there and all of the, the characters. I mean, I probably could have write a comic about it. It was so interesting. But uh, what I will say is um, I learned a lot about business. The lady who owned the bar, she was amazing. She 
Uh, it's the second bar she owned. She was from Kenya and had a great mind and shrewdness for business. And it's interesting the things one picks up whenever they're not realizing it because it wasn't until probably well after I'd been back uh, that, and actually even well, well after that, right after I finished college, that I realized that I wanted to start a business and that it would be the business that it was. And a lot of that came from the, the little nuggets planted whenever I was working for this Kenyan woman in Germany. So I opted out of college um, for a semester because I just kind of felt called into to do something a bit different. And everybody thought I was crazy. I mean, my parents, everybody was worried, and I come from parents who hadn't been out of the country yet. And so they were worried for my safety and my life. <laughs> and then I had friends who were like, well, you don't know anybody there? What are you going to do? And I could never do that now. But at the time, I was brave to do such a thing. And I obviously, I was meant to do it. And it was really neat because, um, and this is before, if any of you have listened to my previous podcast, I have talked about our family's mission statement. And um, part of that is being a light to people. And before there was any talk of mission statements, and I did way more drinking than I should have, um, people used to call me that in Germany, the sunshine <laughs> of the bar. Like they would come and say that I come here to see this person and she just lights it up. And it's interesting because I didn't know anything about any of that and um, where God was leading me or I didn't really see the common theme until later. But it was amazing that, you know, he used that. And again, I'm going to come back to that term, spiritual breadcrumb. It's a term that, that was kind of given to me um, in the path we've been walking um, this last year and a half, where, you know, we kind of are, are walking our path, our ministry, our mission. We all have this pull or this call to do something um, we were made to do. And once that happens, it's like something flips on in us and we just get driven and we're not sure exactly where we're being driven to. And um, as we are waiting, we are waiting for essentially spiritual breadcrumbs to show us that next step. Um, just like the breadcrumbs from Hansel and Gretel, you know, to show us the way. I say spiritual because they're given to us by God to show us, okay, what's the next step? And sometimes it's, it's, it's some time before you, you see that next one. And sometimes that means that we need to kind of meditate on the last one or we have some things we need to grow through or we need to have some challenges we need to face in order to grow us. And so uh, in in those experiences, it's interesting to look at all the things before I even had thought about spiritual breadcrumbs or, or that these things would have such a large bearing on what I'm doing now. And, and, then, and even more than that, um, an indicator pointing to who I've always been. Um, for me, and this might be ring true to some of you as you hear this, but do you ever find that when you're young, you kind of, you know, you do your thing, you do your thing and you're you and you're just like, whatever. And, and then you maybe you hit your thirties or your late twenties and you kind of get a little bit more conservative and you think, okay, this is the way I'm supposed to be. And then you find that maybe something's not quite working there. And then you kind of go into this introspective, like, what am I supposed to do mode? And then you kind of find out that you were closer to the mark back whenever you thought you were very irresponsible. And don't get me wrong, I was doing very irresponsible things, but I was more like myself, you know, minus the irresponsible things as far as what I thought, how I lived, and, and what I was doing. And so although I am 
definitely not that same person. The core of who I am um, is starting to resurface with more understanding and kind of more, um, I guess, more growth that has that has been um, given to that. And thank you, welcome to the to the the stage. My my awesome husband, who is my um, producer and all of that, is is definitely lending his moral support. So thank you so much. Um, but um, in that though, it is. And it's a good point to say, you know, it's so great to to have those people who've known you past, present, and future to to kind of help you gauge and to remember kind of what that anchor is for you and who you are and and you know what you 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 have in store for you, which is essentially an adventure. And speaking of adventure, if you guys have listened to our holiday podcast for this year, we are still on our vacation. Actually, interestingly enough. Um, this place we're in is amazing. Just found out it was built in the 50s. I mean, I cannot remember the last time I was in a house that was built in the 50s. I mean, it's just, it's amazing. And the people, the host here, I mean, Airbnb is amazing. And the um, the people who have uh, are hosting us are amazing. But anyway, all that saying, it's interesting when you're, the, the right space can truly bring inspiration. And I truly believe God leads us to the right space when we are willing to kind of walk in the unexpected, opting out of the expected and into the unexpected. A week ago, oh no, yes, a week ago, two weeks ago, we would not have expected to be traveling. We thought we were going to be in town for Christmas. We just had not seen the green light that we were supposed to go anywhere, and that would have been fine. And um, through the course of very interesting and unexpected things, we saw that we are supposed to travel. So it will be interesting to see how many podcasts happen during this trip, how much will um, kind of surface, because remember, I'm not even sure what's going to happen here. I'm not even sure what this is supposed to be yet. All I know is I'm supposed to do a podcast. It's supposed to be called Opt Out, Opting Out. And I'm supposed to be getting started. So thank you so much, my lovely people, for joining us here. Um, you are so special. And just know, if you are listening to this, you are meant to be here. You are meant to be hearing this. And I just encourage you to notice any dings, there you go, dings in your spirit from anything that you've heard, anything that's pulled at you, just pulled at you, whether it's an uncomfortable pull or whether it's a pull that you are ready for, pay attention because that pull generally, genuinely or generally or both of those means that there is something for you in that. And it's not about me. I'm just a vessel. I am just the messenger. I am just a distributor. There is one who is greater that is the actual manufacturer that has the answers. And so I will be praying for all of you. I'll be praying for you who listen and you who will um, be walking and moving and be encouraged to do whatever great things, whether it's starting a podcast or doing whatever that you do, because we are all in this together. And you know what? And this will be the next podcast probably. I am ready to start taking territory back. I am tired of being on the ropes. I'm tired of looking like Rocky in the middle of the movie when he's looking a hot mess. I am so sick of it. I'm ready to get up and come back swinging spiritually. And I know there are others of you who feel that way too. We are not meant to be victims. We are not meant to be 
on the sidelines, although sometimes that's where we want to be. We are meant to stand out and we are meant to advance and to take back territory and to remind others what is it we are want to set free so that we can set others free. So thank you for listening and I just encourage you to do whatever it is that you are being called to do. And again, lock arms with the people around you who are walking in that same path. There are those, God always puts people who are parallel, I promise. There are people with you that are parallel to what you're going through because he never leaves us as orphans. So love you all and have a wonderfully blessed day.